podcast friends, join me in the Galapagos Islands this March. Registration is now open to come with me on my international yoga retreat next year to the Galapagos Islands. We're going March 2 through 9, 2024, and it's sure to be the experience of a lifetime. This is a yoga-filled, adventurous, and transformational trip that is limited to 16 people, and it always sells out. Visit the events and retreats page of jessgoulding.com for information and registration. One Yoga Global is the organizer, so it's guaranteed to be top-notch. Join me as we evolve on this Galapagos Island adventure together. Welcome to Jess on the Mountain, a podcast about yoga, chakras, and becoming your own guru. I'm Jess Goulding, and today in the fifth chakra, we encounter the element of sound and its effects on our body, on our whole system. Our world is full of sounds, some man-made, some from the natural world, some from within our own bodies. This means that our ears and our whole system is constantly engaged in deciphering what's important, what's dangerous, and what's just background. I'm sure that as for as many people there are on the planet, there are that many ways to engage with and consider sound. There's that many ways to experience sound as positive, negative, or neutral. To some, what is a bomb, to others, is just pure agitation. There are entire diagnoses regarding someone's inability to filter sound out or, on the contrary, take enough in. Then when you consider how sounds come together to create words, which carry meaning, and that meaning will vary from person to person based on their past experience and culture and their way of thinking, sound has so much potential to bring us together or pull us apart. As we think about sound, the fifth chakra and embodiment today, I'm going to focus on three things, how sound hurts, how sound helps, and how to care for your fifth chakra in a way that creates balance and harmony for your center of communication. I don't know about you, but personally, I really used to struggle with silence. Somehow, silence seemed noisy. It was uncomfortable. Back in my 20s, My college roommate and my childhood best friend were getting married. I was living in New York at the time. So when I went to the wedding in Fort Worth, Texas, I needed a place to stay for the wedding weekend. One of their neighbors was out of town for the weekend, and they kindly offered to let me stay there. So my habit was to have sound going on kind of all the time, maybe a TV show in the distance, you know, at least the radio, especially if I were going to be alone at night. So I wanted to have the TV on to keep me company in this strange house, but I couldn't get it to work and I couldn't pull up any channels, anything like that. The silence was making me crazy until I noticed it had a VCR component attached to it. So this is where you could play VHS tapes. These are old school movie tapes just to age myself a little bit here. But so I thought maybe I could play a movie, but I didn't want to go snooping through all their things. There weren't any videos there in clear sight. So I went back to my roommate's house and I asked if they had a movie I could watch, a VHS tape. And I'll never forget her dad's response. He said, sure, go ahead and get one from the game room. But have you thought about just letting it be quiet? Silence is golden. 
I just gave a little, mm-hmm. And I found a movie, walked back next door. I mean, frankly, I was embarrassed that I needed this crutch to get to sleep and be alone. But to tell you the truth, I also don't blame myself. I mean, who wouldn't want a little something going on in an unfamiliar suburban home? But that idea, the quiet, the silence as golden, or as an opportunity just to try something new, kind of stuck with me. But it wasn't until I really started getting into yoga and meditation and learning about the chakras that I started to make some changes. I started to really think about sound and how it might be affecting me. So a little bit about fifth chakra. The name is Vishuddha, which means purification. It's the realm of sound, vibration, and resonance. This is where we speak our truth and listen attentively to others. That's when things are balanced. It includes our neck, jaw, throat, and ears. And I include the trapezius muscles as well, the traps where your neck and your shoulders connect, right? We all have, so many of us, not all, have so much tightness there. When, when things get tight in these areas, there's likely a fifth chakra thing going on. I mean, from my experience, it's the chakra most frequently out of alignment and balance for people. I mean, it's no wonder when you think of all that sound and all those words coming at us in our environment, I'd shut down too. Put on there also some tech neck. You're going to have some blockages happening, right? It's all just part of the modern day. We've got some fifth chakra issues out there. So any disorders of the ears, nose, throat, neck, and voice, this is where you're going to find symptoms of fifth chakra imbalance. Tight jaw, hearing problems, tinnitus, right? The ringing in the ears. This is fifth chakra stuff. Any kind of overall toxicity. So those are these are the symptoms of excesses and deficiencies present in fifth chakra. Remember, if you're curious about your own fifth chakra, you can take the chakra check-in self-assessment. This will give you some journal prompts in each chakra, some things to consider, as well as a video guide I created and some of my favorite tools for each chakra. It's never too late to get to know your own system. There's a link in the show notes and at jessgoulding.com slash podcast. So thyroid problems, right, are another signal that your fifth chakra might be out of whack. The thyroid, this is the gland of fifth chakra, is a small butterfly-shaped gland located in the front of the neck, just below the Adam's apple. It plays a crucial role in regulating various bodily functions through the production of thyroid hormones. The thyroid gland is part of the overall endocrine system, which is responsible for producing and regulating hormones that control metabolism, growth, and other essential processes in the body. Metabolism, heart rate, temperature, brain function, muscle control, your digestive system, bone and reproductive health, cholesterol levels. If the thyroid produces too much or too little hormone, it can lead to all these various health conditions that have to do with all those things such as hyperthyroidism, where you have an overactive thyroid, or hypothyroidism, which is when it's underactive. So as you can see, all those things falling under the job of the thyroid can have widespread effects on your overall body's functioning, on your overall embodied functioning. <laughs> so when thinking about sound and embodiment, I got curious about whether the thyroid itself is affected by sound. I learned that although there isn't a direct and inherent correlation between thyroid and sound, thyroid function indirectly impacts the way we perceive and interact with sound. 
because of its influence on other mind and body processes. So rather sound affecting the thyroid, thyroid affects how we interpret sound and how our whole system responds to it. So it's a very fifth chakra correlation. Thyroid hormones play a critical role in brain development and cognitive function. This means that proper thyroid function is essential for things like attention, memory, and processing auditory information. Thyroid imbalances, whether hypo or hyper, can potentially affect how we process and respond to sound. For example, thyroid dysfunction can lead to mood swings, anxiety, and depression. If you've ever experienced mood swings, anxiety, or depression, I think you'd agree that these emotional states affect how you react and respond to loud noises, annoying music, or toddlers whining. It's just so much harder to keep calm when an out-of-balance system encounters commotion or just constant dinning in the ears. You're already irritated. You're already bothered. It's going to make it worse. Also, thyroid disorders can cause fatigue and difficulty concentrating. So if you're trying to focus in a noisy environment, it's going to be that much harder. Basically, thyroid health contributes to overall well-being, and a healthy body is better equipped to process and respond to sensory inputs, including sound. So fifth chakra and thyroid care are so important for our health and happiness. So let's say your thyroid is all good. That's great. You still live in a world full of sound and vibration. Some of it helpful, some not. And much of how you perceive your sound environment depends on your own preferences and experience, on how it affects being in your earth suit. Clearly, sound can do some real damage to our body when it's too loud, too intense, or goes on too long. It could lead to hearing loss or damage to the little delicate structures of the inner ear. You might end up with tinnitus, the ringing in the ears, which, by the way, if you suffer from chronic tinnitus, try swiping your inner ear with some sesame oil even massaging it in a little bit in the outer ear. This is an Ayurvedic remedy meant to soothe an aggravated auditory system. Just a little swipe of sesame oil. Sudden noises or persistent noise can also trigger a stress response in the body, leading to the release of stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which can raise your blood pressure and disrupt, disrupt sleep cycles. Remember, the name for the fifth chakra, Vishuddha, means purification. These loud and bothersome sounds build up in us over time, creating an inner toxicity. I mean, it's called noise pollution for a reason. These are harmful effects of sound, and it upsets our embodiment and harmony with this dissonance. Now, on the other hand, sound can be used to heal with its resonance. Certain types of sound like soothing music or nature sounds, can induce a sense of relaxation and well-being, potentially lowering stress levels. You might find certain types of background sounds like ambient noise or music helpful for productivity and creativity. I know I always like to have some sort of pleasant drone or quiet classical music playing while I need to focus on my work. I think most of us recognize music and its effects on us. I know if I have a if I'm having big feelings and want to feel the feelings in my body more than just be in my head about them, I put on music with a loud bass beat that I can feel like pumping in my chest. It feels cathartic. If I'm sad, I'm throwing on some Sarah McLaughlin and letting down my guard. 
there's a visceral somatic response to sound and music that makes me understand even more that we are vibration. Naturally, sound is vibration will come in and harmonize with or clash against our own vibration. Okay, are you vibing on this? Remember back to what my roommate's dad said, silence is golden. This is definitely true for embodying fifth chakra, allowing ourselves to sit in the silence, to let it seep into us, to seek it within ourselves is beautiful, beneficial, and therapeutic. Silence provides a break from the constant barrage of sensory stimuli, allowing the nervous system to relax, reducing the production of stress hormones like cortisol. So in a, really, in a way that sound is toxic, silence is a bomb. Better mood, better sleep, more peaceful energy. Silence encourages introspection and self-awareness, allowing space and time for insights into our thoughts and feelings and experiences. If you've ever had the experience of a quiet morning in nature or a silent midnight moon bath, you know the power of stillness. Your ears thank you. Your heart thanks you. Your skin thanks you. We just spend so much time in sensory overload. We might not even notice we are building toxicity until it presents physically, like with headaches, racing pulse, poor digestion, and restless sleep. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but if you're anything like me, it bears reminding and repeating. When is the last time you checked in on the sensory and sound pollution in your life? What are some remedies you have to help you cope with the things you can't change? I'm happy to say that silence is my friend now. I still like to have the radio on while I cook or listen to a podcast when I ride my bike, but now it's intentional. I'm choosing to do it rather than feel weird without it. Sometimes I go without, I choose silence in those activities and others as well, like with swimming, the sound of water and my own breathing is all there is. So that certainly helped me break through the sound barrier I had. But other than paying attention to your soundscape and noticing how noise affects you and your physiology, there's some great practices you can do to charge and release the fifth chakra. I created a handy little list for you. So I present the five S's for balancing and harmonizing the fifth chakra. Sing, say, sigh, soothe, silence. That's it. The five S's for balancing and harmonizing the fifth chakra. Say it with me. Sing, say, sigh, soothe, silence. Sing, say, sigh, soothe, silence. <laughs> yes, I did have fun coming up with that. Sing, say, sigh, soothe, silence. So sing. Okay, this is a great therapy for fifth chakra. Sing loud and proud in the car, in the shower. Now sing good stuff because we get on the same resonance as the words we sing. I mean, they matter. So make it uplifting and joyful when that's your intention. Or kind of low and soulful when you got to move through grief, right? Singing from your heart. Have your vocal cords embody and vibrate with the way you want to be and to feel. Chanting. Chanting is the one we would use in yoga and yoga therapy. That vibration is considered, goes right closest to the source. It gets closer and closer to your energetic body, closer and closer to your inner soul uh, through that vibration. So chanting is a really great practice for fifth chakra imbalance. Like just start oming. If you challenge yourself to do one or two minutes of oming, just one om after another, right? In the in the silence, um, 
I'd be curious to see what you thought or how you felt. I have a lot of clients whose chanting practice is just that simple syllable, just OM, right? It begins to be how you vibrate. It begins to be part more of your essence, right? It is a sacred syllable. So you are taking on through creating with your voice, you're embodying the sacred through sound. So sing, which includes chanting, say, say what's on your mind and speak honestly. Lies and dishonesty build up on our systems and create toxicity, right? Such a tangled web we weave when we practice to deceive. It's just like a noisy environment. Vishuddha is here to purify. So let your words be a vehicle for detoxing a situation. Words from a place of love will heal, from pain and fear can hurt. So check in with your breath and your feelings, then say what needs to be said. Screaming can help if it's not directed at anyone, right? Grab that pillow, scream into the pillow. It can be a way to discharge built up things that you need to say, but you don't know how to say it just yet. Scream it out in that pillow. It's good for you. Giving a big, loud, guttural scream, cry, or wail, it might be what's needed to get things back on track. Used mindfully, loud vocalizations can be quite cathartic. Okay, sing, say, and now sigh. Like, ah, that sound. Your nervous system loves the sound of your voice. A good sigh signals a stress-reducing response. Yeah, did you just do it? <laughs> the act of sighing, particularly when done consciously and with awareness, it can, it can trigger a relaxation response in the body because it stimulates the vagus nerve which is a major component in the parasympathetic nervous system that's responsible for rest and digest. So a general state of calm and peace, right? So give a good sigh. <sighs> See if it doesn't kind of change things a little bit. A yawning too will move you out of stress and into rest, digest. So I would put yawning in with sighing, just those relaxation sounds and actions. Okay, so sing, say, sigh, soothe, soothe your throat, soothe your neck, do gentle head rolls. I never recommend stretching the neck, you know, like pulling your head one side and the other. There's ways to do it safely, but the neck doesn't really want to be pulled. So I would just, you know, gently tilt, do little head rolls, not trying to pull and yank, just keep the movement, just keep it fluid. You can do a massage, right? Put warm sesame oil on your hands and massage the back of the neck up and down along your spine. You can do the scalings, which go from kind of behind the ears. They come down the front of the, I'm doing it, so if my voice sounds funny. It comes down the front of the throat, right? And when you stick out your jaw, then those are what pops out, those scalings. They can get tight and tense. So you can massage them with oil. So lovely. When it's cold out, wear a scarf. Literally protect your fifth chakra from the cold. Sesame oiling, right? Like throat, like I said, and then the ears. These are good practices as well. Things that are soothing. You can gargle with the oil. There's oil pulling in the mouth. These are things you can look up about in Ayurvedic, which we'll do a different day. We'll do that on a different podcast episode. But just know that soothing the fifth chakra is so lovely. So sing, say, sigh, soothe, silence. Just be silent for a minute. I can't remember where I heard it. Might have been heard listening to him talk, but Father Richard Rohr points out that the only reason we hear the melody in music is because of the silence between the notes. So break up your day with moments of silence 
and just see what happens. So I guess that's kind of two pieces of homework. Fill the sound, fill the air with oming, and then sit in silence. Was that awkward? <laughs> okay, so there it is. Sing, say, sigh, soothe, silence. These five S's contribute to an overall healthy sense of embodiment as you can better hear the messages from your body. You can release avoidance of silence, hello, <laughs> and not to be afraid to speak your truth. A chakra one foundation of claiming your body and connecting it to the world in a healthy way will facilitate balancing all the chakras above it, including chakra five, right? They're all connected. Healthy foundation, better off in chakra five. I'm sure of it. This is what you'll get when you sign up for my online course, Embodiment. That's at jessgoulding.com slash embodiment. You can find it in the show notes. I created this self-paced online course to help you harness the energy of chakra one and set a new foundation built on connection, gratitude, and trust in the world. There are three modules of good Chakra One information and teachings. There's three 20-minute yoga practices for all levels and three sets of journaling questions to take you deeper. So when you go to jessgoulding.com slash embodiment, be sure to use the coupon code podcast and get $5 off. It's a great accompaniment to this season's podcasts here. Tell my friends, I hope you feel empowered to reclaim your soundscape and make it what you need it to be to feel relaxed, effective, and present in your body right where it is. You check in with that inner knowing about what you're listening to and whether it will bring balance or disharmony. Pay attention to the noise you're putting into the world, and I challenge us all to be bringers of quiet and peace. Unless, of course... What's needed in that moment is a loud laugh, whoop, wail, scream, song. Well, then do that. So may you find peace through sound. May you embody good vibrations. And may you balance the energy of Vishuddha. Much love. 